This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, who recalls back in June of 1987, or I guess technically, what was it, May? I, I don't know. It was 30 years ago anyway. <laughs> right around this time, 30 years ago, we unveiled the loony, as it became known. I don't think we called it that initially. But the $1 coin, we needed a better name for it than that. Even though we call the $1 bill the $1 bill. It took some getting used to, though. Like 30 years later, we're okay with it. But it was a big deal at the time. Uh, Tristan Hopper with the National Post has an interesting piece this week reflecting on the anniversary, why we made the change and the impact that it had. And uh, well, let's say hello to Tristan Hopper. Tristan, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Well, happy uh, Looney anniversary to you. Oh, thank you. I was born mere months before it, so that's how I track my own uh, progression towards death, is how old the loony is getting. Oh, uh, well, that's handy. Very handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's go back. Well, I guess it'd be more than 30 years when someone made the decision, right? We obviously then had to plan for that transition, but why was the decision made in the first place? Cost-saving. Uh, so it was basically... Uh, and the government of the 1980s saying, well, we have to reprint these $1 bills every year or so, so we'll just introduce this coin that lasts forever. And it does last forever. You can still find quite regularly uh, loonies with the 1987 still printed on it. Uh, so the idea was rather than having to reprint these dollar bills, uh, something more durable. Well, okay, and that makes sense. And so we did save money, obviously, right? It worked out that way, didn't we? The government saved money. But here's the weird thing about coins. Uh, So uh, the deal is if uh, we had about $300 million bills, and then you think, oh, you just need 300 million loonies to replace that. But it doesn't work that way because when you have a bill, you keep it in your wallet until you spend it. But when you have a coin, coins are huge pains in the asses, so you just put them in a jar or a piggy bank, and you never get around to uh, spending them. So what they discovered is, uh, if you had to replace $300 million bills, you needed $600 million loonies to account for all those loonies that weren't getting spent, that were just getting stashed in stock drawers. So when you think about it, uh, they got to sell an extra 300 million metal discs as loonies with no impact on the money supply. So, I mean, that's not from nowhere. So we're all paying for these extra loonies. We're all buying them from the government, and uh, it's it's not increasing their value or bringing down prices or having any effect on inflation. Uh, so the effect was the government essentially made, once you uh, take out manufacturing costs, they actually made an extra $200 million on signage fees by introducing the loony. That's actually one of the um, advocates for a dollar coin in the States. They say that. They say, you know, if we introduce this coin, it's inconvenient. Everyone hates it, but we'll get to sell way more of these things because there'll be people buying them and then just taking them out of circulation and jamming them in a sock drawer. Uh, so we'll make hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, yeah, and I mean it's interesting because the U.S. hasn't followed suit. I mean they still have pennies, but they obviously they still have dollar bills too. That's because uh, everyone in the States uh, loves their dollar bills. And Canadians love their dollar bills as well. We forget that. We're like, oh, the lucky loony. loony it's, it's such a superior coin. We're so much better than the Americans. But in 1987, uh, a majority, an easy majority of people hated this new introduction, did not like the fact that they had to change everything, vending machines, uh, cash registers, uh, etc. So, But the, the, the difference was here. 
is what the Americans keep doing is they keep introducing dollar coins. They've been doing this since the 70s, the Kennedy dollar, the Eisenhower dollar, the Susan B. Anthony dollar. They introduce them and they say, hey, use these instead. Nobody uses them because they're super inconvenient and heavy. So in Canada, we just were not given an option. Uh, we uh, The government rounded up as many $1 bills as they could and shredded them as quickly as possible. So if you wanted a $1 denomination, it was loony or bust. And uh, in, I guess, the freedom-loving United States, they've never been given that option. There's always been the two, and Americans favor the bill, as we would have if we had the option. Interesting. Now, you tweeted something, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, an email you got about a uh, bi- you know, big vending machine, which mm, <laughs> powerful yeah. lobby, apparently. But it, it's kind of an interesting question, because obviously, a $1 coin, that, that's really convenient if you're in the vending machine business. Yes. So this was a, a government source who was around at the time, who had sort of insider knowledge of why this was being done. And remember, no one wanted it. This was just seen as one of those things we do every once in a while that we should do, sort of like converting to the metric system. No one wanted to do it, but the government says, well, it's better for everyone just get it done. So this, the loony was very much like that. So this person was saying that they were subject to an intensive letter writing campaign from primarily the vending machine lobby saying uh, it's a pain in the ass to deal with dollar bills and quarters and etc. If, if we had a dollar coin, that would be way easier for us. Uh, so her theory was this was driven in large part by a vending machine corporate interest. And then um, in a fit of arrogance, uh, when the loonies being brought in, uh, vending machine companies applied to the government for transition funding uh, to uh, basically uh, change all their machines to account for this coin. So she was saying this is uh, uh, evil big vending machine uh, sort of changed the face of our currency for all time. Interesting. Well, we call it the loony, of course, because there's a loon, the bird, mm-hmm. the loon on the coin. And it took a while for that name to catch on. But there's a fascinating story you, you, you detail in your piece that was actually supposed to be something else on the coin. Yeah, this is, uh, well, two things about it. Uh, first of all, the word loony is not a term of endearment. This was uh, a term of derision from the earliest days because we hated the loony. Uh, so people picked it because it rhymes with Mulrooney, Brian Mulrooney. So you could be this, this, this coin I hate, Mulrooney's loony. And of course, loony means, you know, crazy person, insane folly. Uh, so this is not something you give to a beloved Canadian institution. We've forgotten that. Now we know it as the loony. And the rest of the world still laughs at us for that. But it was originally supposed to be a way to insult this new dollar coin. And then the second one, uh, this, is, this is more well-known, but there was, it was supposed to have a voyageur on the front. So the dollar coin was supposed to have a canoe. With, uh, it was going to have a fur trader and then an aboriginal guy, and they were going to be paddling this canoe. But uh, the Royal Canadian Mint says, okay, we got this die now. We've got to send it to Winnipeg to the coin-making factory. So they take both dies. You're supposed to send them separately because they're dies. If someone gets a hold of these, they can counterfeit as many coins as they want and basically ruin the country. So they take these two dies and they package them together in a box, and then they label the box Royal Canadian Mint, which means there is something valuable and heavy inside here. And then rather than sending it through an armored truck, which they really should have, uh, they just sent it with a regular courier. And then lo and behold, someone stole it. So... We don't know what happened to it, but this original loony die, um, which wasn't known as the loony, is still 
it's probably out there somewhere. It's probably in someone's attic in Ottawa. Uh, some petty thief at the airport or something stole it, and now they're too scared to, to say that they have it. Uh, so, as a result, the die gets stolen. The Royal Canadian Mint panics, and then they go into their archives, and they just find an old design that was lying around. It was a, a design that had been submitted for a collectible coin. It had been rejected, and they said, this looks fine. We'll just do this instead. And that is the loon image. Uh, so they called up the artist who did it and says, hey, remember that uh, design we rejected? Now it's going to be uh, one of the most uh, recognizable symbols in the entire country. Interesting. So we later got the uh, the $2 coin, the toonie. Yes. And it seemed as though we were kind of done. I mean, there have been some rumblings about whether we're going to move to a, a $5 coin. Uh, we, we inevitably we're... will, uh, because uh, when you think about uh, inflation, so one thing I found is... Uh, the value of a loonie, since it was introduced in 1987, its value has gone down by half. So uh, a loonie in 1987 is only worth about, I mean, the value it had then is only, uh, uh, I have this uh, mixed up. Anyway, um, back then you could buy two liters worth of gas, you could buy a liter worth of milk, and then after 30 years, its value is quite diminished. And then by the year 2030, not too far away, it's going to be as valuable as a quarter uh, was in 1987. So inevitably, as our money slowly loses value, yeah, of course we're going to take a $5 bill and uh, give it a coin. Because it seems as though we, we, once we got over the $1 coin, the $2 coin wasn't that big a deal. I remember there was that, that initial controversy where the middle was falling out on some of them, but otherwise, by that point, it seemed like we were kind of used to it by then. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't uh, wasn't a big shift. That was 1998, so that was uh, 11 years later. Because, uh, yeah, this was quite a huge change. You had the exact same money in Canada, basically since uh, frontier times, just these are the bills, and then the quarter, blah, 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 blah. And then to come up with this new coin that was, uh, the Royal Canadian Mint calls it the biggest change in 50 years of coinage. And that's true. Uh, this was, uh, and the drama of it, not just uh, here's a new coin, but we're taking the dollar bill, the highest circulation and most popular bill, rounding it up and shredding it, and you have to use this coin and change absolutely everything, whether you're a vending machine or a waitress or whatever. You have to figure out a new way to do this in a matter of months. Uh, and it was, of course, introduced late because of the whole die thing. Is that what they did? They, they scrapped, they destroyed all the $1 bills? Uh, well, they would have been destroyed anyway, uh, because uh, that, that, that is the deal. So uh, the lifespan of a dollar bill uh, isn't too great. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's 12 to 18 months. Now, the Americans are much better at building $1 bills. They've had an extra 30 years to sort of refine their technology, and I think they've gotten it up to five years or something. So the Americans are actually at a point, because it's cheaper to make a dollar bill versus a coin, they're actually at a point right now where it uh, almost doesn't make sense. So the whole cost-saving measure, the whole reason we did it here, uh, it doesn't really make sense in the United States because they have longer-lasting bills. Uh, so if you've got a bill that lasts for five years, however it costs six times more to make a coin, the math doesn't really work out for them as well. And then you have this whole Segneridge thing I mentioned earlier. Uh, but yes, uh, essentially they just uh, waited for all the dollar bills to be brought into banks. They're too ratty, and then they got them shredded. So uh, the only option was to get a loony. Well, I guess the way we're making bills now with the polymer and the hologram and, and all of that, that probably wouldn't be worth it to, to put all point. that technology yeah, they, into they a $1 last, bill. Uh, 
that last much longer. Yeah, back then uh, it was paper and it just tear uh, over time. So yeah, maybe we won't have a $5 coin. And maybe if we had had this polymer technology, we would never have transitioned uh, to the $1 or the $2 coin. So uh, polymer has changed our lives in ways we can't even imagine. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, nationalpost.com. Tristan, thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, take care. Tristan Hopper uh, writes for the National Post. So his piece this week on the 30th anniversary of the loony, which has become a term of endearment, but uh, certainly wasn't intended as such at the beginning. Uh, so he's got a few interesting tidbits about the loony. I won't go into the details on one of them, but uh, as Tristan says, uh, it changed stripping forever. We'll leave it at that. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.